A creature so fearsome, so terrible, so mind-bendingly large that those of you with weak constitutions may want to leave the stadium. I gotta get out of here! Too late! Ready or not, here he comes. Quake with fear, you mortal fools! Bow down before the awesome might of... Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the second season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, I got a little emotional there listening to the ending theme of SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't know if anyone else out there feels the same way as I do, but hearing that theme just brings back not only a certain era of SpongeBob, but a certain era of my life because Nickelodeon at some point stopped playing the the closing credits of television shows. Those started getting condensed more and more and more until now. Not only is it fast forwarded through, but it's always in a, like a letterbox window. It's so unfortunate that due to commercialism of our our culture, we lose out on on not only a moment to kind of relax and unwind from the show we've just watched, but a chance to also credit everybody who worked on it. And that's why it always gets to me, uh, for a lot of reasons, that anytime I watch SpongeBob on a streaming service, if it's the second episode, I, I let those credits play. I let them play. The music just makes me feel good. I, I love just looking through the names of all the people who worked on what I just watched, something I love. Uh, it's a beautiful moment, and yeah, I get kind of emotional about it. Um, but I, I, I really wish that that shows... I mean, think about it. There, there have been how many... There have been countless shows that have existed over the last couple decades in this era where where that that credit sequence have just been chopped to bits we don't even know what they could have been at their fullest extent imagine people putting in the effort of of a really cool credit i mean they probably have to because you'll see them on streaming and whatnot but they probably put in a lot of effort to those credits and then you know barely anyone really sees them on television uh, but but I, I wonder what what could have been if if those were just more more accepted in society and and there was more pushback and then we can cut down on just th this amount of commercials where it, it's all mostly promoting other stuff coming up on the network itself it's it's just it's not even commercials for brands it's it's more promoting the channels and Nickelodeon is not the only guilty party here there's plenty of channels who have adopted this kind of nature. But anyway, today's episode, we are taking a look at the Fry Cook Games, one of the most beloved episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants, first premiering uh, on September 28th, 2001. It is the uh, second half of the 39th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, here we are, another episode post 9-11. I, I really do feel beyond the quality of these episodes stand on their own by the way I, I i can watch them now i just watched this episode and can tell you that there were plenty of times that i audibly laughed during jokes that still hit all these years later uh but i i feel like a lot of these uh programs these movies these episodes of shows that you hear that came out right after 9 11 and all of them just have a very subtle beloved nature to them for good reason, by the way, because um, 
anytime there's there's a going to be a, a national tragedy or even when there's something going on personally in your life, it's it's the, those pieces of entertainment that kind of keep us just a little at bay, a little distracted. It's that moment in time that you can kind of just mentally relax for a moment. And, and a lot of that stuff is is just is beloved. And but like I said, even beyond that perspective you could have had at that time for this episode. This is still one of the funniest episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants that exist. And I have to give credit to the writing team here of Jay Lender, Dan Povenmeyer, and Meriwether Williams. Dan Povenmeyer, if you don't know, is actually the co-creator of a little show called Phineas and Ferb. Just a, uh, you know, little little indie, you know, show that may have ran on at some channel. I think it's I think it's called Disney. I, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but yeah, I think it was just a, a bit of a small show. But yeah, here, look, look, and you know what? There's actually a joke in this episode that I, I honestly feel is a joke that had to have come from Dan because it felt like a Phineas and Ferb joke. I'll, I'll tell you what joke it is when we get there. But yeah, there was a joke here that I was like, ah, I, I feel like that could have been in a Phineas and Ferb episode. It would have fit perfectly in. Uh, but yeah, th this is just a slam dunk of an episode. It, it takes on a very weird, goofy idea, and I think they just run with it to its fullest extent. Uh, you've seen shows kind of pitch up a fun idea, and they don't really uh, execute it as well as you think they should have. That happens a lot in a, in a lot of cartoons where there, there might be ideas like this a single event it's like all right you, you got one episode to tackle this some fall flat but here the fry cook games is is a gold medal in and of itself uh it takes the olympic game concept of different events gold silver bronze medals being given out athletes and obviously puts the fry cook aesthetic on top of it uh now at the beginning of this episode we are told that this, that this is the 21st annual fry cook games uh and that both mr krabs and plankton's rivalry in the fry cook games has been at the center of attention at least for a while now because they seem to to put out that this has been going on for a, definitely a multiple amount of of events and i i honestly believe it's not outright said in this episode but since this is the 21st uh fry cook games i believe that probably mr krabs and plankton uh retired at the 20th annual fry cook games which is pretty cool and i imagine mr krabs came out on top although plankton was the last one shown winning a gold medal so uh either that was at the same event or plankton uh, mr krabs won at the 19th and plankton won at the 20th and uh, and then Mr. Krabs just decided to retire and Plankton decided that he would retire, too, because, you know, why, why would you want to compete if the one guy you want to be is is going to be on the sidelines? Which, by the way, um, on the uh, encyclopedia SpongeBobia, uh, in one of the parts of the trivia, they call out Kurt Angle by name as being a possible inspiration to uh, Plankton's gold medal win of a uh, of winning his event with a broken antenna, possibly being a homage to Kurt Angle's 1996 win 
at the Olympics with a broken neck. Uh, I'll I'll take any moment to talk about wrestling for for those that have not been a, a longtime listeners of this show, uh, and I won't take very long. But for those that don't know, Kurt Angle won a Olympic gold medal in the heavyweight competition of freestyle wrestling in 1996 with a broken neck. Uh, it's an incredible feat. It's something that catapulted him into professional wrestling, signing with the WWE, and being one of the quickest to learn how professional wrestling works. That uh, I mean, it's only him and like Brock Lesnar. It's like a rare breed of people that are able to who are just complete monster athletes on the mat, and then they're able to go into professional wrestling and learn how to do it. Where for some guys it takes just years and years and and still not even being as good as a fraction of how good as Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle would end up being. But yeah, Kurt Angle, 1996 gold medal. One of the most incredible gold medal wins in in U.S. history. Uh, And yeah, just I'm not sure. I would love to know uh, from the writers of this episode if, if Plankton's broken antenna is a homage to Kurt Angle. It wasn't in the same event. But we we're talking about two different events here, the Fry Cook Games and the Olympics. So uh, but yeah, shout out to Kurt Angle regardless. It's a nice little nice little way to shout out to Kurt Angle here. Uh, but they this they're not stopping their Fry Cook Games work because both Mr. Krabs and Plankton have showed up today to still take home gold to their respective restaurants. Mr. Krabs has rightfully brought SpongeBob along to compete on behalf of the Krusty Krab. Uh, by the way, I want to point something out here that throughout this opening sequence of, of SpongeBob training, he mainly starts out doing a ton of push-ups, which if you go back a bunch of episodes... To any time where we're talking about SpongeBob's strength, uh, he wasn't able to really do one push-up. But here he is banging out push-ups like it's no tomorrow, even increasing the length of, of how much he's pushing after Patrick walks away from him. So all of that training he's done with Sandy, and I imagine all of the training he's been doing for the Fry Cook Games has increased his, his strength. So we got to give credit where credit is due. SpongeBob is slowly but surely getting stronger. And here he is slamming out push-ups better than most people could. And you all know I'm not wrong about that. Uh, but during uh, SpongeBob's little push-up sequence here, uh, actually before that, we get some great sassy back and forth between Mr. Krabs and Plankton. It's actually really nice. It's one of my favorite interactions that the two have with one another. Um, and, and both seem incredibly boastful that they're going to walk away with the gold. Um, now, of course, SpongeBob is an obvious favorite because of how well he is as a, as a fry cook. And, and seemingly, I, I guess, the events are definitely tailored more to Olympic events. They're more physical events than they are really having anything to do with fry cooking. In case in point, Plankton comes in with a... Another person representing the Chum Bucket, he's not going to be uh, competing in the events. And out comes this massive fish out of the t- out of this tunnel, just this hulking. We've never really seen many, many fish under sea of this size. This guy is big. Uh, and you th- it's, you're led to believe that he's going to be representing the Chum Bucket for the Fry Cook Games, uh, when in fact he's actually holding Patrick. Now, before this, 
reveal here, Patrick and SpongeBob got a little bit into a, a spat because Patrick seemed to kind of like thumb his nose, his non-existent nose at kind of fry cooks and, and how easy it could be to just be a fry cook and become a fry cook and compete at the games. SpongeBob, uh, you know, is a little bit too boastful on, on being a fry cook um, where it is pretty entry level to learn how to become a fry cook. Now, there's definitely a clear difference between somebody who's learning, you know, someone who just joined the job and someone who's been doing it for a few years. Although some, you know, fry cooks probably don't learn much in a few years. There's there's those probably have been doing it for 10 years who still aren't that very good at it. But SpongeBob, the way he's talking and talking down to Patrick, uh, he, he kind of is coming off very much like a jerk, but... I understand what he's trying to say where like anybody can't just do at least at the level he's doing at, but he's not expressing it that way. He's just making it flat out seem that in general, not anybody could be a fry cook. Patrick goes and gets a job with the chum bucket at some point and, and is then entered into the games. But not only that, the next sequence of events after we see Patrick and SpongeBob on opposite sides of one another competing in the games and, and, both of their coaches are implementing very negative thoughts um, and really talking trash about the other competitor uh, to their their players. So Mr. Krabs is telling SpongeBob that that Patrick is saying all these mean things to him and that Patrick thinks he's weak and that Patrick calls him yellow. And Plankton is over there telling Patrick pretty much the same exact thing for comedic effect except for that spongebob is calling you pink and throughout the entire episode plankton and mr krabs are just stoking this fire right into our first event the deep fry pole vault now this is a pole vault over an active deep fryer which is completely confirmed in this episode it is not only a massive deep fryer but it is on and has oil in it it is no joke um yeah I mean, look, if the Olympics had something of this danger level, I, who would not be watching the television at that point? I, I can't even imagine uh, there would ever exist an Olympic event like this. But if there was, uh, God bless the guys that, that go into that. Uh, but SpongeBob gets a, a pretty perfect pole vault over the fryer, lands in the spot that he's supposed to. Uh, unfortunately, he uh, squishes on the ground, but then sticks the landing in, in a way that he's able to short, uh, morph his body to have like a number one logo. The crowd goes nuts for it. Uh, no one has a problem. Patrick doesn't make the pole vault, although he doesn't end up in the oil. He ends up on the handle of the yeah, yeah, grease trap that flings... All of the hot, hot, burning, boiling oil onto a, a part, a section of the audience, and we get this nice visual gag of of them being turned into uh, actual fish sticks, and then immediately lights come down and a sign turns over when someone comes in to sell fish sticks for a dollar. For one dollar, you can eat an entire person. Essentially, is what Bikini Bottom is doing. Um, now a. a <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> you know what my entire life I, that whole joke was just based off of the like just the fish sticks thing but now thinking about it as an entire because it's not like they they're, they're smaller 
They're the same size fish. So an entire person, $1. That's pretty daring. Uh, now, no one flings at this. If if I was writing this episode, I definitely would have wrote in like one fish just raising his hand for it, like with the $1 bill, just even as a visual gag. If you don't want to bring attention to it, you don't have to. Uh, but uh, just what a, what a great gag. Uh, it leads us into the next event, the Chocolate High Dive. Uh, one that, yes, is not done in a swimming pool. Well, for one, they are underwater. Uh, but this is done in chocolate. It's a it's an ice cream event of sorts. Uh, SpongeBob starts by inserting two popsicle sticks into the, his top of his head, and we're told it's the uh, the banana, the double banana popsicle. He's able to not only get into the chocolate, but he adds uh, toasted almonds as well on top, and 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 does a perfect landing. Uh, it's a great jump. Patrick comes in with what we're told is an old favorite, which for some reason that. I don't know. Just that wording, that writing is just so good to me. It's the it's like a, it's a chef's kiss of just the why. I don't know. They didn't have to write that it's an old favorite, but they did. And for some reason, it makes me laugh. But uh, Patrick is doing the single scoop strawberry with a chocolate dollop. It's just Patrick sitting in a cone. Basically, um, he has a complete still form throughout the entire dive lands the chocolate perfectly and we're showing an, a realistic a uh, ice cream cone at the end of this which is which is a nice visual gag of course um we get some more banter between these two as they're just kind of dressed up in all this ice cream get up and uh, it's really funny but this is the problem here is that um how wrong SpongeBob was in putting down Patrick because here he is joining the chum bucket in a single day joining the games and he's competing along with SpongeBob who has been training for this event for who knows how long. I mean, he could have been training for this as far as we know with lore since he joined the Krusty Krab. Um, now this is kind of an issue with the fry cook games where they are more physical based than they uh, have anything to do with being a fry cook. This has nothing to do with like fry cook prowess. It's not like, like going like, the shows for that would be your your Iron Chefs, the the shows that really want to show off your culinary skills. But nope, uh, we we do go through a whole other little montage of events, uh, kind of just pa- like a lot of parody of a bunch of Olympic events. Although we do get a nice little uh, they were they were getting their salsa on, which which is nice to know that uh, that the Fry Cook Games has some. Uh, dance-based events, possibly. Uh, we didn't get to see much of them, but we at least got to see something. The final event that we are shown is the the big culmination of this entire episode, Bun Wrestling, which takes place on top of a massive burger on top of its bun. We get a little bit of a wrestling ring, only two ropes, which uh, it definitely isn't professional wrestling. That would be three, and I think boxing is has four, or I think they've, they, I think they've gone down to three. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, there's only two ropes going around this ring and both SpongeBob and Patrick are filled to the brim with intensity. They are here to win. Uh, both are being for the final moment prepped by their coaches with some more last minute, you know, f- injections of anger. Don't forget. He called you pink. Don't forget. He called you yellow. Both SpongeBob and Patrick go through this visual gag where as they rip off their attires, 
their their body is then morphed into this massive pro wrestling style Hulk figures where it's it's weird like their top halves are are gargantuan and then their body it's like everything goes down to where their bottom halves are like they forgot leg day exists uh it's not like their legs are proportioned at all to how massive their their arms get at this moment spongebob and patrick uh fly at each other and engage in in an opening grapple of what would you know you would see in a professional wrestling match these two just locked in at one another uh staring at one another and it's just these this last confrontation um in which things boil over to a moment that their intensity eventually rips their pants uh, not to not to skip over anything that they specifically said here, but they they're really uh, they're they're going for very hurtful comments. It's as hurtful as you get. SpongeBob saying that I never liked you. Patrick repeating the same thing. As their pants fall to the ground, what what is left is shown their their underwear appearing in different colors. Patrick's underwear being yellow, SpongeBob's being pink. The colors they've been insulting each other with this entire episode. SpongeBob and Patrick then realize that the the other one does care. The entire time they did care and that they both break down at an emotional moment. Um, the crowd boos at this when they realize that these two are not engaging in bun wrestling combat. Uh, both Mr. Krabs and Plankton are obviously angry at this as, as SpongeBob and Patrick realize uh, that that their friendship means more than the fry cook games themselves, and they they just might as well leave and and move on within their day. Uh, they leave the fry cook games holding hands, um, which is a moment that a lot of people have pointed to as like proof of uh, some apparent homosexuality when it comes to SpongeBob and Patrick. But you know what? There is nothing wrong with two friends leaving a public event. Only in their underwear, holding hands. Uh, I don't know why that has to be such a big deal. I mean, hey, like if you can't hold your 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 friend's hand while you're walking away from people seeing you in your underwear, then whose hand can you hold? There's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, this moment is really funny because then Patrick reveals that although SpongeBob was, I guess, pretty open about wearing pink underwear, which also not a big deal whatsoever pink is just a, a part of the rainbow color if you avoid a color you're a weirdo um but patrick reveals that when he bought his underwear they were white originally which <laughs> which means that not only does patrick have a, a problem with wetting himself he's gotten to the point that his entire pair of underwear are stained one solid color of yellow uh, it's a joke that as a kid, I don't know if it hit me exactly the way it should have, but in the years following when it did, it's it's rightfully so one of the funniest kind of ending bits in SpongeBob history. I can't think of an episode that has a funnier ending joke than Patrick revealing that he <laughs> just pees his pants. Um, now, yeah, we don't get a conclusion to who gets a gold medal here at the Fry Cook Games. Uh, but they seem to show uh, during the beginning part of the episode, they showed a lot of other competitors in the Fry Cook games. So hopefully there was others other than SpongeBob and Patrick that got to compete, therefore would achieve gold medals in this kind of event. Uh, alas, we don't we don't see what happens. And, and as far as I know, the Fry Cook games themselves haven't appeared in any other future episodes of SpongeBob. So 
maybe Mr. Krabs and Plankton both uh, just took the Krusty Krab and Chum Bucket out of any future Fry Cook Games competitions and just exited the whole competition itself directly. It's certainly possible there with the embarrassing ending with the uh, with the bun wrestling. But uh, that is the Fry Cook Games episode. Certainly one of the best episodes of SpongeBob in, in its entirety, not only of season two, but in the entire show's run. Uh, this this actually is definitely in a, in the top ten, and I probably would say comfortably is in the top five of of the entire show's history. We get absolutely wonderful banter between Mr. Krabs and Plankton. We get to see SpongeBob and, and Patrick at each other's throats, which we don't get to see in very many episodes. And, and if, if it has to happen, this is one episode I'm glad it does. Uh, we don't get to see any any bit of Squidward or Sandy or any of the side characters, but that's fine. We keep it self-contained. And, and as I've said in other episodes, sometimes those self-contained episodes are some of the best and I'm sure in both when I do a season two recap and do an overall recap that this will just land up near the top and and I'm sure there's people out there who disagree with that totally fine but th this is a crowd pleaser this is an episode a lot of people remember specifically when Patrick gets a few of his letters erased from his uh, chum bucket name tag because remember and that is this week's episode of The Squarecast. I appreciate you listening, and if you are a fan of the content I'm putting out, please consider following on any of the podcast forums you are listening this on or on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, please share any of the content I have to other people. The better we can get out, the more we can build the ready crew. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming aboard. Please stay safe, and we'll see you here next time. You're my best friend ever. <laughs> you too, Patrick. You know, these were white when I bought them. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy.